like a city overthrown We're turning buildings into stone We leave the bodies to the crows On a funeral fire Now we're choking on the fumes Spread the lie and kill the truth They're in the ashes of the proof We watch the flames rise higher Welcome to Time Personified. This is your host, Francesca Mamlin. I am an astrologer. I am a history nerd. And I love to use the language of astrology to help us understand this moment, understand what led up to this moment and what might come after this moment, but most importantly, understanding this moment. So that's what this whole podcast is about and what a crazy moment (laughs) we find ourselves in. I'm recording this as we are experiencing a new moon in Aries and the it is the first new moon of the zodiac year. Spring or the spring equinox is recognized by astrologers and by other cultures as being the beginning of the new year and spring is normally a time when we're going out into the world bringing in new energy planting seeds and we're definitely having a different kind of experience of spring this year still space for a lot of the things that normally come with spring there's definitely space to bring in new energy and to plant seeds but in terms of going outside and coming together uh, we're in a global pandemic so we don't really so the things that we would normally desire to do around this season of the year we are unable to and as we're encountering this warrior energy of Aries because the spring equinox is when we begin Aries season we are being called to step into the energy of the warrior in a completely different way because for most of human history the warrior has been someone who goes out inflicts force on other people who fights to protect a kingdom a country a empire whatever when we think of warriors we think of fighting we automatically think of fighting each other but Maybe through all of this, we're learning a more soul-centered way to fight for what matters and thus learning a more soul-centered way to experience Aries energy. During this new moon, we find ourselves fighting a global war. This is connected to the Saturn-Pluto conjunction we just experienced in Capricorn back in January. Doesn't January seem like a really long time ago? In my last episode, I talked all about the astrology of the coronavirus and how it is connected to the cycles that were beginning, ending, climaxing at World War One, 9-11, and the AIDS epidemic. And the war that we're fighting right now is not against an other. Um, it is against a threat that we're all facing together. 
disease does not discriminate. It doesn't care how much money you have. It doesn't care who you are. But this experience of the disease is showing just how much we are discriminating. And for so long, society has embodied this lower form of Aries energy, the lower expression of the warrior, the lower expression of the individual and the self, the lower expression of the trailblazer. Nothing stands in the way of human will. And human will is becoming a monster that is devouring itself and devouring its only home. So during the time of this recording, this new moon, Mars, Jupiter, and Pluto are all within a few degrees of each other. So if you happen to be an early riser and you look up at the eastern sky, you'll see these three bright lights. The brightest one is Jupiter. The second brightest and lowest light is Saturn. And then between the two of them is this little red dot. This is Mars. Mars is the ruler of this new moon that we're experiencing because Mars is the ruler of Aries. And if you had a very strong telescope and you pointed it in the direction of those three planets, you'd also be able to see Pluto. You can look up at the planets in the sky and you can intuitively know that Pluto is there and because we can't actually see Pluto with the naked eye. Mars, Jupiter, and Pluto are huddled together in the later degrees of Capricorn and they're assisting us in killing off the old, killing off the old world and the old age. The stocks are crashing, the world is coming to a standstill, life as we know it is ending. There's no going back to normal after this all ends. It's going to be a new normal. And all of this is just making room for a brand new beginning. Aries season is when we plant seeds and we're being called to plant seeds for a completely new future for ourselves. We're, we are the generation that decides um, and by generation, I mean, it doesn't matter like what generation you're in. It doesn't matter if you're a baby boomer, a millennial, a Gen Z, a Gen X. The people on this planet right now, we are going to decide, our actions are going to decide if our species lives another century or just dies off completely. We have to take this moment seriously. There is a wake-up call that's coming with this virus and we have to listen to it. If we don't listen to this wake-up call, there are many more that will come in the future. And with Mars being bright in the morning sky, he is teaching us how to be peaceful warriors. That's the archetype that I would like to explore in this podcast episode. But first, let me cover a few more astrological things that are happening at this moment. In early April, Jupiter and Pluto are going to be making an exact conjunction with each other. So Jupiter and Pluto will be in the same spot in the sky. And this brings in a destruction process. And I'm sorry to break it to you guys, but the destruction process with COVID-19, with everything, it has barely begun at this point. This whole situation is not just going to end in a few months. Like, we are beginning a really intense, in-depth process. 
Jupiter and Pluto are going to be dancing together in Capricorn for the rest of 2020. They're going to make a total of three conjunctions between now, the time I'm recording this podcast episode, and November. And they're going to be taking us through this breakdown to breakthrough process. Pluto is helping us kill off the old and Jupiter is giving us opportunities to bring in the new begin new chapters, bring in new energy, new ideas, new philosophies. And then Jupiter and Saturn will finally come together on the winter solstice of this year and will be ready to call in a brand new age. Jupiter and Saturn are the social planets. They rule over human society. Jupiter rules over the philosophy and the visions, and Saturn is the structures. So after Jupiter goes through this process with Pluto, and we've deconstructed and reconstructed our philosophies and ideals, then we get an opportunity to put that into practical action this December. And Saturn just spent an entire year dancing with Pluto and then finally come in conjunct with him in on January 6th. So both of these planets have been doing deep Pluto work. After they've both finished that process, they're going to finally meet up in the innovative, visionary sign of Aquarius. After 200 years, they've been meeting every 20 years just in Earth signs, and they're going to be meeting in an air sign this December, calling in another 200-year cycle. This is going to be a huge opportunity for rebirth, for renaissance, a shifting of societal values and structures. This is the framework that the planets have laid out. This is the journey that we're being invited to go on with them, and we are co-creating that with them. And Saturn has already gotten a head start in this process. He ingressed into Aquarius on March 21st, and he's going to remain there until July of this year when he will station retrograde again, and he'll go back to Capricorn to complete the themes from his two-year journey through Capricorn, end of 2017 all the way until 2020. And then he's finally going to move into Aquarius for good at the end of this year when he makes his conjunction with Jupiter. Saturn in Aquarius is showing us just how much better we have to get at taking care of each other. Aquarius is our communities, and he sh- Saturn is the auditor, showing us how much stronger our communities really have to get. Because in the new age, we have to be really good at taking care of each other, at least a lot better than we were in this old age. And this new moon is our invitation to take the first step in this whole process. We've had the chance to process the shock of being in a global quarantine. We've had an opportunity to think about what all of this means. And now it's time to take the first steps into calling in this new age for ourselves and for future generations and for humanity. And the question I have for you is, are you ready? Because honestly, ready ready or not, it's coming, it's here. Wish I could switch, was flipped Was just a kid Who grew up strong enough to pick this armor up And suddenly it fit God, that was so long ago, long ago, long ago 
I feel like everyone has their own unique role they're going to play in this. Just like any other point in time, everyone has their own role to play. And I feel like my role is really centered around offering these interpretations, um, creating content around astrology, being really deep into talking with the planets and being their translator for those who feel called to hear their messages. My personal experience of COVID-19 is that I am quarantined in Cambodia. I'm quarantined in the jungles of South Cambodia. I'm living in a hut. I am stranded on this property with strangers from all around the world and it has been a really unique experience. I've been saying to people that I feel like I'm on the show Big Brother because when the lockdown first began there was a lot of resistance among the people that I was with. There was a lot of emotions coming up and there were people getting in fights with each other. There were people trying to leave and trying to figure out how to get home and this week we have arrived at some sort of acceptance that we're all stuck together and it's more than an acceptance we've been able to come together as a community yesterday a few of us got together and decided that we wanted to build a sauna out of bamboo and we mixed our own concrete out of the dirt and laid the foundation yesterday and we're going to gather tonight in a new moon circle to honor the moon and initiate our space. We had a pasta party last night. It's so strange because it's so strange to be living this experience of being trapped with a group of strangers from all over the world. All of these personalities coming together. All of us were on our own journeys that have been put to a halt. And many of us that are staying here are long-term travelers. I happen to be a long-term traveler. Traveler, And the interesting thing about being a long-term traveler during a global pandemic is that everybody's being called to stay at home. Everybody's being demanded, you know, by authority, by, by the world that they need to stay home. And those of us who live 
a travel lifestyle and who spend a lot of time outside of our home countries, home is not a very clearly defined thing. And what I've observed here is that we were all sort of caught without a clear home in this moment. So we came together and we created one together. And it's been a very interesting, beautiful, difficult, and also not so difficult experience because I think of people who are isolated in their apartments, completely alone, who can't go outside. I spend the majority of my day outside surrounded by people. And I feel very lucky. Uh, I feel very lucky to be in this situation. And I also have people preparing food for me, which I feel very lucky to have that. And yeah, that's my COVID-19 story. And I'm taking this as an opportunity to immerse myself into the astrology of now and to create and then create some more. And as I was preparing for this podcast episode, this offering for this new moon, I found myself getting really immersed in the life and work of Jane Goodall. Because when we talk about the archetype of the peaceful warrior, I can't think of somebody who embodies that archetype better than Jane Goodall, at least not somebody that's on the planet right now. I mean, there probably are a lot of amazing peaceful warriors on the planet who've walked the planet in the past, but Jane Goodall is such an incredible example of this. To somebody who was born in a modern Western society, a peaceful warrior almost feels like an oxymoron to me. Like, how can you be peaceful while also fighting off enemies and protecting the weak? Well, luckily we have this amazing Aries woman with us on the planet who has given us a really great example of how this archetype can be embodied. And what I'd like to share with you now is a video message that Jane Goodall created in response to COVID-19. Hello, this is Jane Goodall, and I want to send a message to the Chinese people who are suffering so terribly from this outbreak of the coronavirus. It is a truly terrible time you're going through, and my heart is with all who are sick, all who have lost loved ones. I just hope and pray that the nightmare will soon be over. I also hope and pray that the nightmare may end for the wild animals who are captured and kept in horrible conditions for food, or because some people believe that various animal parts can be used to cure diseases or give people strength and virility, because animals, bears, pangolins, civets, bats, rhinos, and so on, they all have feelings just like us. Like us, they suffer pain. Like us, they know fear, loneliness, and despair. All over the world, we've been destroying the places where animals live in order to get materials to build our homes, our cities, and to make our own lives more comfortable. And as a result, we've brought the climate crisis on ourselves. Many species of animals and plants have become extinct and our too close relationship with wild animals in the markets or when we use them for entertainment has unleashed the terror and misery of new viruses. Viruses that exist in animals without harming them, but mutate into other forms to infect us with new diseases 
like Ebola, SARS, MERS, and now the coronavirus. We have amazing brains, and we're capable of love and compassion for each other. Let us also show love and compassion for the animals who are with us on this planet. Let us all live in peace and harmony together. Thank you. She brings in a side of this that people aren't normally talking about, the fact that these infectious diseases are coming from the wild animal trade and the exploitation and capturing of animals. And I think that's a really important reality check for people to be aware of, because if we want to prevent something like this from ever happening again, we have to we have to start treating animals better. And the other thing that's really powerful about her message is that she gives us a seed of hope at the end. We as humans have amazing brains. We're capable of love and compassion for one another. And that's that optimism, that fierce optimism, that's one of the things that I admire the most about Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall is this passionate, fiery, adventurous woman. Her chart is like all fire. She has an airy sun right conjunct to Mars. She's got a Sagittarius moon and a Sagittarius rising. She went into the jungles of Africa when she was 26 years old with no scientific training, no plan, just a notebook and a cook and a passion for wildlife. And she completely changed the way we as humans see ourselves by giving us this intimate insight into our close relative of chimpanzees. She was the first person to observe a non-human animal using a tool. She saw a chimpanzee using a leaf to fish termites out of a tree. And she spent five years in the forest in Africa and what I really see this part of her life, well, I see her whole life is kind of a hero's journey, but this is the beginning of her hero's journey. Every peaceful warrior has a hero's journey, and it's often a solitary one. Jane Goodall spent months wandering through the forest completely by herself, 12 hours a day, and it was several months before she even saw a tuft of hair from a chimpanzee, and it took her years to find them, to get to a place where she could get close, of, close enough to them to observe them. And before she became famous, before she did anything noteworthy, it was just years and years of wandering through the forest, 12 hours a day, completely alone. And Aries teaches us to walk our own path. It teaches us about determination and self-reliance. Determination comes from optimism and faith in what you're doing. And Jane certainly had that. If you get a chance to, which I mean, we're all in quarantine, so you probably do have a chance. If you get a chance to watch the National Geographic documentary that was done about her in the 1960s, I watched it and I'm just completely in awe of this woman and the stamina that it took for her to do the work that she did. And when she finally left the African forest, she talks about how she would have loved to just live there her whole life. It was her it was her childhood dream to live among wildlife in the woods, in the wilderness. But 
she knew that she had to leave in order to save the chimpanzees because their habitat was being destroyed and they were rapidly becoming extinct. And this is the second part of her hero's journey. Aries people have a strong sense of individuality. That's one of the strong points of the sign and that's also one of the biggest shadows of the sign is their they're very, very self-focused. And she was able to give some of that Aries individuality to the chimpanzees that she studied. She gave them names and she documented their personalities. And her chimpanzees were not research subjects to her. They were individuals. She would play with them and she had a real relationship with them. And this was incredibly unscientific. She got a lot of criticism for the way that she conducted her research. And most people, a lot of people didn't take her seriously because of this. And this is a really great thing about Aries is that they rarely care about what other people think of them. She said in an interview on 60 Minutes that if they don't like the way that she's doing her research, they can come out here and they can do it their way, but she's going to do it her way. And I think that's really awesome. Aries are such powerful pioneers and they're able to bring in amazing innovations into how we do things just by, there's that quote, they say that reasonable people adapt to the world and unreasonable people force the world to adapt to them and therefore all progress is dependent on unreasonable people. She also has her sun and her Mars conjunct, they're both in her fifth house and they're conjunct in her fifth house. And also on this interview in 60 Minutes, she jokes about how she was a terrible flirt when she was younger, which is not something that I would have thought about um, Jane Goodall when I, you know, before I started really researching her. And if you watch videos of her playing with chimpanzees, you're going to see just what a joyful, playful person she is. This is coming through with her fifth house son because the fifth house is that of joy, pleasure, children, and passionate self-expression. And she was known as being the cover girl of National Geographic. You can kind of see this like Leo energy with her. She has her south node in Leo and her north node in Aquarius. Throughout her life and career, you can see her moving towards this north node in Aquarius through her philanthropy work, through her foundation, through her work as an activist. And she harnesses this charisma and comfort in the spotlight that comes through with her south node in Leo. And this makes her just such a powerful advocate for wildlife, for chimpanzees, for the environment. And this sense of play and joy that she has, it's very refreshing to see I think the fact that she has maintained this fierce optimism and this sense of joy in this in the later portion of her life I find that so refreshing and I think that more than anything is what makes her a peaceful warrior because normally when we think of warriors we think of them as being really serious but a peaceful warrior is meant to be spreading peace and compassion and love throughout the planet. And how can you do that without connecting to joy and beauty and play? And 
Another thing that Jane is spreading through her work is optimism. She has this organization that I'm going to link in my description because I recommend you check it out. It's called Roots and Shoots. And what it does is it gets young people involved in projects that can create practical and positive change in the world. And the reason she started it is because she noticed that young people were getting very cynical, getting hopeless and getting afraid when, when looking at the state of the environment and the state of our futures. And as an Aries, she's really connected to childhood and youth because Aries is the baby of the Zodiac. And she named her organization after Shoots, a plant that can break through bricks. And so she's planting these powerful seeds that someday are going to be able to break through insurmountable odds. Uh, Aries is connected to spring, it's connected to planting seeds, and she's raising these powerful activists who are going to go on to save our world and continue to fight for and bring forward a brighter future for humanity. So learning about Jane Goodall and watching her speeches and watching her documentary and watching like stories that have been done about her have really been like medicine to me as I've been experiencing this whole global pandemic because I feel like there's a lot of fear right now and there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to the future and knowing that there's people like Jane fighting for the planet and who believe that we can actually move forward from not just COVID-19 but from global climate change and capitalism and imperialism and greed, knowing that after a lifetime of fighting for a better world, she still believes that it's possible, that's one of the more comforting things that I can connect to. And also just seeing the opportunities of what we can do with our lives, our time here on this planet. She, Jane Goodall is now Dr. Jane Goodall, but back when she was conducting her research in her early career, she was not Dr. Jane Goodall. She got started before anyone gave her permission. And that's another really big lesson that we can take from her, is we don't need to have or be anything special before we can begin our work to change the world. One of the biggest lessons that we can learn from Aries, from Aries people, and from embodying Aries energy during Aries season is just that ability to move forward without asking anybody for permission, to do the things that we feel really called to do, to initiate the things that we feel very called to initiate without feeling like we have to wait for the right circumstances or wait for somebody to tell us that we're qualified or that we're ready. No, we're never really gonna be ready. We have to, and, and the moment in time that we're in right now, like we don't have time to like wait around. Whatever it is that you have to offer to the world, we desperately need it now. And on the subject of optimism, I would like to share with you an, a clip from one of Jane's amazing TED Talks. It's so clear how much you all care about trying to make this world a better place. It's very encouraging. But the kids do ask me, and this, it won't take more than two minutes, I promise. The kids say, uh, Dr. Jane, do you really have hope for the future? You travel, you see all this, these horrible things happening. Firstly, 
the human brain. I don't need to say anything about that. Now that we know what the problems are around the world, human brains like yours are rising to solve those problems. And we've talked a lot about that. Secondly, the resilience of nature. We can destroy a river and we can bring it back to life. We can see uh, a whole area desolated and it can be brought back to bloom again with time or a little help. And thirdly, the last speaker talked about the indomitable humans, or the speaker before last, talked about the indomitable human spirit. We are surrounded by the most amazing people who uh, do things that seem to be absolutely impossible. Nelson Mandela, I take a little piece of limestone from Robin Island Prison where he labored for 27 years and came out with so little bitterness. He could lead his people from the horror of apartheid without a bloodbath. Even after the 11th of September, and I was in New York and I felt the fear, nevertheless, there was so much human courage, so much love, and so much compassion. And then as I went around the country after that and felt the fear, the fear that was leading to people feeling they couldn't worry about the environment anymore in case they seemed not to be patriotic, and I was trying to encourage them, somebody came up with a little quotation from Mahatma Gandhi. If you look back through human history, you see that every evil regime has been overcome by good. And just after that, a woman brought me this little bell, and I want to end on this note. She said, if you're talking about hope and peace, ring this. This bell is made from metal from a diffused landmine from the killing fields of Pol Pot, one of the most evil regimes in human history, where people are now beginning to put their lives back together after the regime has crumbled. So, yes, there is hope. And where is the hope? Is it out there with the politicians? It's in our hands. It's in your hands and my hands and those of our children. It's really up to us. We're the ones who can make a difference. If we lead lives where we consciously leave the lightest possible ecological footprints, if we buy the things that are ethical for us to buy and don't buy the things that are not, we can change the world overnight. When asked why she's optimistic about the future, she often references the human mind. In Aries, in medical astrology, rules over the head. And obviously you see that fierce Aries optimism. She cites the resilience of nature. And I think that Aries is also deeply connected to resilience because after the deep, watery death process of Pisces, we burst forward like a phoenix rising from the ashes during Aries season. And also the resilience of the human spirit as well as the resilience of nature. So I find so I've been finding so much comfort and peace when hearing people like Jane Goodall speak about the future. So I hope that what I've been able to share with you today has helped you find some helped you find some hope and optimism because during Aries season we are collectively being called to embody this peaceful warrior archetype um, so we can learn how to protect ourselves and protect each other from this virus. We're also being called to embody that fierce optimism of Aries. 
Imagine the world that we can create together if we're able to move through this whole pandemic with fierce optimism. So let me just leave you with these three main points that you can meditate on, reflect on while to embody the peaceful warrior. The first point is that fierce optimism. This can be achieved through reframing your mindset there's a lot of cynicism and hopelessness out there in the world. There's a lot of information out there. It's very overwhelming right now. It's always very overwhelming. We live in the information age, but especially now. And that's simply not helpful. We need to be really good at finding reasons to have hope. We need to be really good at taking in reality and not being like unreasonable, not like turning a blind eye to bad things that are happening or things that need our attention but we really need to be good we need to get like we need to become experts at finding the silver lining and things finding the opportunities and then taking advantage of those opportunities that is the peaceful warrior is that fierce optimism and the next point is hard work and determination jane put in her 10,000 hours so what is it that you care about so much that you're willing to wander a forest for five years by yourself for that thing what is it that you're willing to completely immerse yourself into and and there's a lot of different stuff out there about how to find your passion or whatever to me i refer to something that Elizabeth Gilbert says in her book, Big Magic. If you want to know what your passion is, you got to ask yourself, what's the, what's your favorite flavor of shit sandwich? What is the thing that you love so much that you don't even mind the really uh, annoying parts of, of that particular thing? Cause you know, whatever it is that you love, there's going to be parts of it that you love more than others. Like for example, I have such a passion for traveling which is sad for me right now because I can't travel, but I have such a passion for traveling and I love it so much that I don't care if I have to spend 12 hours on a sleeper bus, you know, rolling through the mountains of Southeast Asia. I don't care. I don't care if I have to be on a plane for 30 hours. I don't care if I have to experience culture shock or be surrounded by people who don't speak the same language as me or be alone in a foreign country trapped in quarantine in a guest house. I don't care because I love traveling so much. I even kind of love the parts that aren't so fun. And everyone has something like that. And maybe you haven't found it yet. Maybe you haven't realized. Maybe you have found it and you haven't even realized yet. So what is that thing that you're willing to put those 10,000 hours into? And then the third and most important pillar of embodying the peaceful warrior is unconditional love and compassion for others. Peaceful warriors are not conditional about who they protect. This flies in the face of what we know about a regular warrior who might only protect somebody from their own nationality or their own empire or their own group that they identify as the, the us. Um, and then they fight against the other. The peaceful warrior does not know or care anything about the us or the other. As Shakespeare said, the quality of mercy is not strained. Mercy is not mercy and peace is not peace if we discriminate who gets it and who doesn't. And this is probably also one of the most difficult parts of embodying the peaceful warrior because the way the world is set up today is very difficult to be all-inclusive with your love and your compassion but 
that is still the challenge that is being posed to us during this time, during Aries season. That's also Saturn in Aquarius. How good are you really at showing love and compassion to everyone and seeing everyone as equals? And how good are we collectively at taking care of each other, no matter who you are? It's a big lesson that we're learning right now. So peaceful warrior, fiercely optimistic, hardworking and determined, unconditional love and compassion for others. That is the archetype that we are being called to embody during Aries season. And I hope that this content that I am creating is powerful and inspirational to you, no matter where you are, or what your situation is. If you resonate with this stuff, if you like astrology, I am currently offering astrology readings for only $50. And for $50, you get a one hour session with me. And then you get a very detailed written description of your chart that you can keep with you forever. So if you're called, if you feel called to get a reading with me, I'm going to link that into the show notes. And also check out the other podcast episode I did of the astrology of the coronavirus if you are looking for some more clarity around this moment. I, again, I'm committed to creating and creating and creating more during this whole situation. So I'm making a lot of videos on Instagram and Instagram stories about the astrology. I have revived my virtual moon circle. I'll be posting videos in there too. There's a lot of different ways that you can connect with me right now, that we can connect with each other and walk each other through this mo moment and support each other and love each other. So I invite you to, now that this episode is coming to an end, go and check out some of the other stuff I have and just have a really amazing day wherever you are, whatever your situation is. I'm sending all of the protection vibes and the love and the healing energy. I am praying for all of you every day. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Bye for now. By the water's edge, the current running swift. She sat down for a minute, trying to catch her breath. And she said, why am I so alone? Why are we all so alone? The floods came and divided us long ago Nobody knew how to swim Stranded on islands of their own She said, I will no longer cling To this shore of isolation anymore She just jumped on In the current, pulled and twisted Knocked on rocks and flipped and lifted Rolling through the rapids, feel like drowning Pounding like surrounding, starting to flow, starting to flow, drifting with the current, learning not to control. There's no way out, but there's a way in. There's no way out, but there's a way inside. She had never seen the constellations burning so bright 
New islands coming up over the horizon. Find surprisingly not frightening. Heart and mind filled with excitement. Spirits rising, spirits rising. All of the people rush down to the shore. And they said, Who is this child who's not afraid anymore? Oh, please come teach us, come and save us. Free us from all that enslaves us. Show us how you learn to do this. Oh, master, help us through this. Oh, she just smiled and she said, My friend, I am not a savior. I would not try to pretend that this is some kind of miracle. But I know where to begin. You just got to jump in. You just got to jump in. There's no way out, but there's a way in. There's no way out, but there's a way in. And sometimes you'll find yourself adrift And sometimes you'll be adrift and find yourself Cause you're in